Welcome to the Skyline SIB podcast. We just want to let you know that God loves you and has an amazing plan for your life. It's no mistake that you're tuning in right now, so keep listening. May God speak to you through this message. Well, I would like to say thank you, a big thank you to Pastor Philip, Skyline Church, and the leadership of Skyline Church for inviting us back here again to share with you the Word of God. Amen. At this moment, I would like you to stand up, please. We are in the presence of the Lord. How many of you believe that? Now, I want you to lift up your hands one more time. Let us welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You see the hungry hearts in our midst even right now. Bring us some more We welcome you, Lord. Let us worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit in our midst. We thank you that we are your children by the virtue of the work of redemption of Christ on the cross. That we are called the children of God. And we can call you our Father. Hallelujah. We rejoice this day for you, Lord Jesus. For you have come to consummate the plan of redemption. That the work is done. Hallelujah. Because of your precious blood, we are accepted forever. And completely in the beloved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you also, Holy Spirit, for being with us. And this day, you are ready to touch your people. You are ready to release your healing grace. Even among us this day. Hallelujah. And it is not by might. It is not by power but by the power of the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. That all things are possible to him who believes in him. Hallelujah. Father, we commit our teaching session into your hand. Even if your servant sharing from your word, speak to us, I pray, in your word by the power of your Spirit. Make it plain and simple for us to understand it. And most important of all, to apply it in our lives. And even right now, we ask that you stretch forth your good hand to heal. Their signs, wonders, and miracles may be done through the name of your holy child, Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. We love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. People of God, I would like to take a few moments right now to share with you from the Word of God about the healing 
of a lame man. And that story can be found in Luke chapter 5, verses number 17 until 26. Luke chapter 5, verses 17 until 26. I want to read for you. The Bible says, Now it happened on a certain day that he, Jesus, was teaching. And there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Now notice the next sentence there. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. Amen. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, He answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose before them and took up what he had been living on, lying on and departed to his own house glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. Hallelujah. Now, people of God, in this story, we find that Jesus in, in, is in a house in Capernaum. When you look at Mark's account of the same story, Mark tells us that Jesus actually was in a house and that house was packed with many people. Now, here we read that Luke tells us in that huge gathering, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law from every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem are present. Now, most likely, these Pharisees and teachers of the law are present in that house, not to humbly listen to the teaching of Jesus, but scrutinize and investigate what he is doing. During the time of Jesus, this religious body, religious authority feels that it is their responsibility to prevent false prophets from leading the people astray. Earlier on in John chapter 1, we read that the same religious authority investigated John the Baptist. And now they want to examine Jesus, the new upcoming rabbi. When we read this story carefully, we can learn several lessons from it. Number one, what can we learn as we read this story in Luke chapter 5? Number one, we can learn that where Jesus is, there is healing power. Hallelujah. Where Jesus is, there is healing power. 
Now Luke tells us in verse number 17 that the house where Jesus was teaching, that house was filled with the power of the Lord that was ready to heal. Hallelujah. If the Lord is present, hallelujah, His power to heal is also present. Amen. How many of you believe that the Lord is here this afternoon? Amen. If He is here, then His power to heal is also here. Hallelujah. It seems clear that we cannot separate the presence of Jesus from the power to heal. In His presence, there is always healing. Amen. And notice also that the power of the Lord even is present to heal in the midst of hostile opposition. Some people think that there is only a possibility of healing if we have perfect environment. But over here we read that the environment is far from being perfect. Why? Because among the audience of Jesus, there are people who are there to criticize Him, to question Him. But yet the Bible tells us where Jesus the power of the Lord is also present to heal. In the house where Jesus is, Luke tells us there are Pharisees and teachers of the law who are obviously not on the same page as Jesus is. Yet the power of the Lord is present to heal. Hallelujah. In a meeting where Jesus is, there could be some people who oppose what the Lord is doing. But let me tell you something, it is okay. Hallelujah. It's fine. Hallelujah. It is fine. We are not supposed to look for a perfect environment for healing. Sometimes you have positive environment encouraging healing to happen. Thank God for that. And sometimes you don't. The truth we learn here is this. There is always a possibility of healing happening when, hallelujah, not when the environment is perfect, not when everybody on the same page, there is always a possibility of healing when the healer is in the house. Hallelujah! Amen! Amen. And He's here today. Amen. When He Himself is present among us. Many years ago, I was invited to preach in one church in Batam. It's a small church of maybe 100, 200 people. So after I preach, of course, they set up like a tent outside of the church for people to mingle and talk and eat. And uh, they cater food for us. 
So after preaching, I went out with the pastor and we were talking to each other. At the same time, we were eating, busy eating. At the, at, at the background of, of what we are doing, people are singing, some people are talking, children were playing, and we were eating. That a lady with a little boy came to me. And what I could hear from her is that, can you please pray for my son? That's what I could hear because I was trying to hear what she was saying. But the, the environment was so noisy. People were talking, eating, laughing, singing, playing at the same time. But what I could hear from her is that, please pray for my son. So what I did was we played on my hand and uh, in, in, uh, on my hand and uh, kropo and all this very very busy you know <laughs> because you cannot eat in Indonesia without kropo you know you must have kropo if not it's very sinful to eat without kropo anyway my two hands uh, uh, I occupied one one hand played the other one kropo I mean how to pray for the sake like that anyway so so the lady said this is what I could gather from her please pray for my son okay so I was looking for a table and. Uh, Excuse me, Pastor. Then finally, I found a small table there. I put the 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 the, the peering, the plate, and the croup there. And uh, my hands a little bit oily, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, she asked me to pray for her son, so I just prayed. Sweaty under the tent, no air conditioning. I just pray in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Father, touch her son. I couldn't even hear what the condition was. She was trying to tell me, but. Again, it's very noisy environment. I just pray very short prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, heal him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing him. Thank you, Father. Then after I resume my eating with my crop. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> keep talking to the pastor. Pastor, keep talking to me. Da, 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 you know? I guess he didn't get to preach that day. Therefore, he's very talkative. <laughs> so he's come talking to me. No, no, no. So I was talking to him. I did a crop. No, 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 no. Then a few minutes later, this lady came back to us. And this time, she came to the pastor and whispered something to her with the son next, next to her. No, 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 okay. Then, uh, then after the pastor said, do you know what happened, Pastor Andrew? I said, no, what, what happened? Uh, after you prayed for this boy, as this lady and the son were about to go home, suddenly, the boy turned to the mother and said, Mommy! I said, yeah, what about that? <laughs> it's normal for a boy or for a girl to say, Mommy, right? A young boy, young, young, young child, you know. Oh, what you don't understand is this. That boy was deaf and dumb. When, he, when that boy was a toddler, somebody play, you know, kids play, and instead of throwing balls, they throw uh, stones. So somebody threw stone, another kid, I think, threw stone and it hit the boy somewhere, I don't know where, in the head. And since that day, the boy couldn't hear and couldn't talk. And I didn't know what this mother requested when she approached me because the condition was so unconducive for healing ministry. Very sweaty, my hands are oily, hard to pray for the sick. And I, I'm, I'm on the way of chewing my rendang, you know, how to, how to pray. I mean, I'm trying to taste the rendang, very nice. So really nobody was prepared for healing ministry. <laughs> so
So anyway, I prayed. I didn't know what happened after that, but the Lord actually touched that boy. For the first time after some years, the boy actually began to hear and to talk. Hallelujah! Amen! So what I'm trying to tell you is this. There is always a possibility of healing happening not because of a perfect environment. It is not about the environment. It is not about us. It is about His presence. It is about His presence. Please think less of yourself. Think more of His presence. Amen. Sometimes we preachers are under pressure to produce more. Well, you are not the producer. You are just an instrument. The producer is the Lord Himself. Hallelujah. So it is not about us. It is not about the environment. It is about His presence. It is not about who is there, who is not there. If I have my own way, I would like to bring the string and the keyboardies to come and we begin to pray. But how to bring string keyboardies? All of them are eating. Hence, Ollie with Kropo. How to play? I mean, how to sing? They are busy with something else. So it is not about who is here, who is there, what we have, what we don't have. It is not about the surrounding. It is about His presence. Hallelujah. So I dare to say in this place, there will be healing not because of who is here and who is not here. Not because what we have here, what we don't have here. It is because the Lord is here. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And He is the healer. Number two. We can also learn not only where Jesus is, there is healing power. We learn also the importance of corporate faith. I want you to notice verse number 20 of the same chapter there. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Now notice the word there. When he saw their faith, and you and I know that the word they are there refer to more than one person's faith. Amen. In fact, when you look at the context there, the word they are there may refer to both the paralyzed man as well as his four friends. Corporate faith. In other words, they believe God for this healing together. There is power in togetherness. Hallelujah. They believe God for healing together many times. I want to say this to you, and you know it to be true. It is not easy to believe alone. Well, if you think it's easy, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to majority of us here. Especially when you're facing a difficult situation, a challenging situation. I can say, and you can say, it's hard to believe alone. 
is not easy. Sometimes we need friends who can support us in our battle against sickness. Friends who unite their faith together with ours to see us well. This is what happens here. The paralyzed man together with his four friends express their faith in Jesus. Now notice the healing of this man happens because this paralyzed man acts on the word of Jesus to him. In verse number 24, Jesus said to him, I said to you, arise, take up your bed and go home. And the Bible tells us immediately this paralyzed man exactly does in front of people in that house the word of Jesus. This man is not healed when he is laying down on his bed. Hallelujah. He is not healed yet when Jesus says to him, Arise, take up your bed. He is healed when he acts on his word. Hallelujah. When he acts on his word. But I want you to notice here. However, that he is not healed based on his individual faith alone. Sometimes too much emphasis on individual faith alone. A lot of faith people are lonely people because they have in their mind, if I have to believe God for a miracle, I believe God alone. Says who? Says who? You have your brothers and sisters in the Lord. You have your church with you. You have your own community. You have your family who can stand with you in faith to see healing happening in your life. Amen. His friend's faith brings him into the presence of Jesus. So for example, if any one of us is not well today and you happen to be here, you come with faith in God to touch you today. At the same time, you're surrounded by a body of believers who actually, in their faith, brings you into His presence. And remember, healing is found in His presence. Yeah? In His presence. So these four friends of His, the paralyzed man, brought his friend to be in the presence of Jesus. And where the presence of the Lord is, there is healing. Hallelujah. We don't make healing happen. Let Him do it. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember I preached uh, one sermon in one church. As I closed the sermon, I asked the people to stand up. Then I said to the people, 
The presence of the Holy Spirit is here. Then I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, my presence is here. Let me minister to them. So literally, I began to step aside. I learned this from Rehard Bonke. In one of the earliest days of his ministry, he learned to make room for the Holy Spirit to do the job. So many times we interfere too much in the work of God until the work of God feel and smell like flesh everywhere. Full of our fingerprints everywhere. Are you with me? The work of God needs God's fingerprint. Amen. So I learned from Herbonke, there are times we need to step aside and allow the Holy Spirit to move among the people of God. So this is what happened on that day as I said to the people there, the Spirit of the Lord is here and I stepped aside and the Word of the Lord came to me and said, there are among you here who have been suffering or having a problem for more than 20 years. And the Holy Spirit is saying to you that in my presence, even in one minute, more can be accomplished in one minute of God's presence than what you can do in 20 years. Hallelujah. Amen. So therefore, our focus is not on what we have, what we don't have, but on His presence. So his friend's faith brings him into the presence of Jesus. Now look at verses 18 and 19 again. And then behold, man brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before Jesus. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse number 20 again, when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Now, notice here, these four men and the paralyzed man, they face an inconvenience. Isn't that true? They couldn't get to Jesus. The house was filled with people. How to bring my sick friend into his presence? Naturally speaking, it is hard. Naturally speaking, it is impossible. But I want you to notice that these four friends, and thank God if you have these kind of friends, they are wise enough to bring him and his condition to the one who can heal. Hallelujah. Their faith does not just give up in the midst of inconvenience. These friends... Have persistent faith. Hallelujah. Faith that keeps on walking towards Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. They don't look at the surrounding. They don't look at the easiness of the task. They don't even look at themselves. They only look to Jesus and bring the situation to Him. Why? Because they know that the true answer the paralyzed friend needs comes from him. Sometimes healing comes as a result of corporate faith. 
You don't have to walk alone in your healing journey. Amen. And God will give you friends to walk alongside you, encouraging you all the way to look to God for your healing. Some will walk with you in their intercession. Some will uphold you with their words of faith to strengthen your faith. Some will support you by being there physically with you. It is not easy to believe alone. It is easier to believe with friends. Are you with me? Who believe in the same potential that could happen to you when they approach God. What else do we learn from this passage? Jesus sees a deeper need than healing the body. Amen. This paralyzed man brought by his four friends come to Jesus to be healed by him. But notice the first thing Jesus says to him. He's not saying, you are healed. In verse number 20, the first thing Jesus says to this man who obviously needs healing, the first thing Jesus says to him is, man, your sins are forgiven you. Isn't that correct? Yes. What does that mean to you? It means this. Jesus sees a deeper need in this man's life besides his paralysis condition. Here the Lord sees that there is a need in this man's life that must be met first. Hallelujah. This need is internal. But physically, this man has problem. But Jesus addresses the internal need first. Are you with me here? This man, first of all, needs the forgiveness of sins. This is sometimes one reason why healing may seem to be delayed. Why? Sometimes God wants to do something else first in your life. Very quiet this afternoon. And I know I've been preaching quite some time when we talk about the external people, hallelujah, about changes in life, quiet. It's like that usually everywhere, the same in Indonesia also. Don't feel bad about it. It's the same. Anything material, physical, everything outside, people, hallelujah. Changing, no. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Jesus here addresses the internal need first. Before the external need is met. Amen. But we want the external need to be met first. But the Lord is not like you. He's not like me. God in His wisdom knows exactly what we really need. 
When we are sick, we immediately know what we want. We want to be healed. And there is nothing wrong with that desire. God wants to fulfill that desire. In fact, He has already decided to heal you 2,000 years ago when Jesus bore our infirmities and sicknesses on the cross. Amen. Amen. God is always for your healing. But, hallelujah, don't forget the but. But we need to understand God's perspective. He cares not only about our healing and health, He also cares about our spiritual health. The internal need we have. People always want miracles, but they don't always want to change. In his letter to his friend, the Apostle John said these famous greetings, the John 2. All of you know this. His friend's name is Gaius. And John, by the Spirit of God, said these words of greeting to Gaius. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Then after that, John adds, just as your soul prospers. Now notice John is saying that that the prosperity of the soul comes first. Amen. Healing and well-being come as a result of a life who is walking with God. Spiritual health must precede physical health. God always has eternal perspective. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In regard to healing of our body, we need to be open in our lives to the Holy Spirit. We need to allow Him to do whatever He wants to do first in our lives. Don't worry about the second and the third. He wants to do first, the first in our lives. There are times when healing just happens immediately. There are times healing may seem like a process. And sometimes victory over a sickness happens after a victory in sickness. What I'm trying to say is that before we have victory over sickness, sometimes victory in your spirit and soul must happen. Before you can see changes in your physical body. Hallelujah. If a child of God is sick, he can come or she can come to him for healing. There's no question about that. But the Holy Spirit will deal with each child differently. Are you with me here? As each child has a different, deeper need that he wants to fulfill. Here we see Jesus deals first with the spiritual problem and then the physical problem. 
And notice the moment the deeper need of this man is met, Jesus has not forgotten about his paralyzed condition. Verse number 24, he forgives and he heals. Are you with me today? To forgive sins and to heal the sick are impossible for any human being to do. But to Jesus, both are easy and he wants to do both for us. On that day in that crowded house, both spiritual need and physical need of this man are met. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. If you need prayer or you'd like to get to know our community better, visit us at skylightsib.com and let's connect on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at Skylight SIB. Have a great week ahead.